Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey there, this is Straight Talk, No Sugar Added. I am your host, Nina Perez, and we are here to discuss life topics to challenge and transform your thinking. Let's do this. I have this amazing woman here today who I have fallen in love with, and her name is Brandy Holloway, and she is the CEO and founder of The Phoenix Factor. After 17 years in the fitness and wellness industry, Brandy knew that her mission was to help solopreneurs and business professionals own their fire in life and in business. Social media, um, personal branding, and networking were the keys to her success, so she wanted to help others create a way to create an inferno of success in her brand, their business, and their network. And we have her here today to talk about who Brandy is because your story, Brandy, is pretty phenomenal. All the things you have been through, and I love why you called your business the Phoenix Factor, so we're going to get into that. But before we do that, I would love my audience to know who you are a little bit. So if you don't mind just telling us a little bit more about you, that'd be awesome. Yeah, well, thank you, Nina. Um, so yeah, you know, obviously I have the Phoenix Factor, um, came from from a fitness and background, but I did that because I watched the women in my family suffering mentally, which also led to physical uh, issues. And I didn't want to end up like that. And, um, I've always been, as I call, I call it, tell everybody I'm a hope dealer. I like dealing hope, not dope. Um, but you know, I just, I just, I don't know that mindset, uh, regardless of what I was doing in life. And then I love networking. As you know, I love talking with people. Um, and yes, I have a, I have a story. I have, I have a lot of, you know, traumatic things that happen. However, um, I can talk about them now the way that I do, because I see exactly how they've got me mm. to where I am and got me mm-hmm. ready. Um, and I'm a single mom of two kick-ass little kids, nine and 12 year old that just, you know, are my complete world. And, um, you know, my business partner and I have many, many things. And as you know, I'm kicking off my charity on my birthday this year right. to help, uh, girls and women that are coming out of abusive situations as well. That's amazing. And, you know, we're going to, I want to touch on that too. I do want to go back a little bit because you mentioned it. You do have a story and your story is pretty impactful, Brandy, because I mean, that's what attracted me to you to begin with was that you were very real and authentic about it. You also, you know, you don't hold any bars. You just say it like it is. And I'm like that too. And so I think like attracts like, you know, so I want to know a little bit about that. Like, you know, what got you to this point? Where, where, where was Brandy, you know, before what what's up? Ooh, well, I mean, <laughs> it's a lot, I, right? I try, to, I try to compact it. I literally am writing a book. I've been writing a book and I tell everybody Fantastic. it's funny because I say I've been writing a book for nine years, but it was really the <laughs> cathartic journaling at first. So I've, I've talked about this so many times I can make it really short, which is, um, as I mentioned, I, I went through a lot of uh, trauma and abuse as a child, as early as four. And, um, but I wasn't really equipped with the coping mechanisms or the skills that I needed. And, Mm -hmm. you know, just where I I grew up in a small town in Alabama. And when I say a small town, we had one caution light that was about it. We had a couple (laughs) of stores. You had to drive 30 minutes, you know, 45 minutes to get anywhere. So I got my ass out of there as soon as I graduated high school. Um, 
but you know, I was always looking for love in the wrong places. I was always looking for attention. Um, I never thought I was good enough because of the things that had happened to me. And that just led to mistake after mistake, you know, bad relationships, bad business decisions. Mm -hmm. I always excelled at my job though. And it was interesting. If I was working for someone else, I did really well. Anytime I did something on my own, I failed miserably. And it took me until my thirties to understand that I was sabotaging myself mm -hmm. because of my limiting beliefs. And so, um, you know, I had to start healing going all the way back. You know, as I mentioned, I was molested at four. Uh, I was kidnapped at six. I had gone through some, uh, you know, physical abuse after that several times and also gotten into several relationships that were not, not necessarily physically abusive, but so verbally and mentally abusive. Mm -hmm, it's almost mm -hmm. like you, I, I hate saying this, but I'd rather them had hit me sometimes. I know, mm -hmm. you know, when we, we go into those modes, um, the last one broke me, my last marriage, it broke me. Um, I talked about that in the inter other interview that you heard was, you know, I told everyone I, if I didn't have my kids, I probably wouldn't be here. I went through a right. pretty rough year. I literally would be driving some days and I would just say, you know, I'm just going to drive my car on this wall. It'll look like mm -hmm. an accident. No one's going to know. And I'm just, cause I'm done. I'm done. Right. And, but that, you know, that one day I had that shift and I rolled down my windows. I turned up my radio super loud. I was driving down the road, screaming and crying my head off. And I was like, you know, I'm just so freaking tired of this. I'm, I'm, I'm done. And it, and I didn't want to die. I just didn't want to keep living like that. Yeah. Yeah. And literally since that day, everything shifted. I mean, I was still dependent on my parents well into my forties. Right. I mean, it was that kind of thing. I was still dependent on people giving me what I could have always given myself, but I just didn't think I was good enough or smart enough or, you know, any of those things. Mm -hmm. And, um, so that's how I got to where I am. I mean, of course there's a lot more to the story, but that's the yeah. version. Yeah. And it's a powerful story, right? And you said a lot, you touched on a lot of things there that I think a lot of women go through. I know I did as well. I thought many times of ramming my car into a tree or off a cliff. I really did. And that's a scary place to be too, right? And you almost, you know, like you said, I didn't want to die. I just didn't want to live this way, but you almost did want to die. You wanted to die to yourself, to that self, that person at that time. You know, sometimes we just want her gone already. You want to right? burn that person. That's yes. exactly, that's how you become the Phoenix. <laughs> right. And that's, that's a good, good and hard place to be, right? Because you are realizing something has got to freaking change, but it's a scary thing to change too, you know? And when you have kids, it's like a dual thing because you're not going to, you know, or at least you hoping that you'll never, you know, put your car into a tree when you have kids. And at the same time, how hard is it to leave or move forward when you have kids? That's a hard thing too, right? Single mom is a tough job. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's worth it, but it's tough, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah. I wanted to ask you a little bit about your self-sabotaging, right? You know, how did you, what, what were you doing that showed that you were self-sabotaging? What kind of things were you doing? Because you said when you worked for others, I had the same thing. That's why I'm like asking when you worked for others, you were like on it. Right. Mm -hmm. But when it came to like working for yourself, so that says to me that you've had other businesses, right. And that oh, you yeah. kind of just like, you kind of like uh, messed it up or ruined it or it got ruined somehow. So well, tell me a little bit about that. Um, the first one I was still, I was actually living, I lived in Dallas for 11 years and, uh, I'd been in Virginia, went to Dallas, came back. Um, the first one, you know, as I mentioned, I was in fitness and wellness and that's when I think I started to recognize it because I had started, um, an in-home, uh, wellness business. So personal training, nutrition, stretching, just all of those things in a pretty well-to-do community, um, in Mansfield, Texas. And, uh, 
within a couple of months, I had 11 trainers working with me. Mm. Um, you know, we were doing really, really well. And, but the sabotage still came with it. Now the sabotage came from me referencing before I never believed I could do things on my own. I was almost kind of raised that way because the women in my family didn't even know better. They come off as so independent and yet they never were independent. Mm. They always depended on a man or someone else to do something. And I learned that I learned that as the norm. So whenever I started becoming super, if I were to see myself as financially independent, it's like I and I didn't realize I was doing it, but I would begin to sabotage myself so that I would need someone. So someone would have to step in and save me. And I, you know, played the victim. And it was like, I would point fingers at all of these things that were happening, but it was always my fault. And, um, and it's funny, I referenced this point in the book, this happened a a while ago, you know, quite a few years ago, but I remember my dad, my dad, my stepdad coming to me and um, he had always helped me and the kids. Cause I, I did go through bouts and anyone listening, I don't want them to think it's wrong to ask for help ever. You should always ask, but not rely. And there's a difference Mm -hmm, in those two. mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. I started to rely on it. And he's like, you know, I want the best for you. He's like, but I'm not a cash cow. And when he said that to me, it just like, it woke me up. It was the wake up that I needed. I was like, oh my God, he's right. Like I am kind of thinking, oh, well, if something happens, they'll, you know, they're going to save me. And I haven't asked anybody for anything since then, which has been, you know, amazing. Um, but you just, you have to dig really deep. And Mm -hmm. I think if we're all honest with ourselves as a human being, I think we're all sabotaging ourselves in a little, in a little way. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So that was, you know, that was really it. And that business, um, when I came back to this area, I worked for other people. Like I said, I did really well. I was at a gym. I mean, I was grossing, I think I was probably doing a good 85,000 in sales my first year. Mm. Um, as I mentioned, I got, I did get married and I had already had my son at that time. But when I started the next business, I not only put my money into it, um, my husband at the time that I was, you know, when we were married and then I had investors well, I always thought this is a learning lesson. Just because you're good at something doesn't make you good at business. And I had already learned that. So That's I wanted good. the investors to guide me because they had a multi-million dollar company. But um, right after my daughter was born and we had, I don't know how long we had, you know, started this business. I found out, I mean, he was, the infidelity was just immense. I mean, it wasn't mm-hmm. like a one-time thing or a one-person thing. Like it was it, like I said, it, it broke me it, and, I, and I was shocked because I, I thought I was in, I was happily married right. and on my path. And so I attempted at that time to have a three-year-old and an infant and run this business that I had um, a wellness center with chiropractors and yoga instructors and nutritionists wow. and personal trainers and all of this. And it just wasn't happening. I, didn't, I just wasn't functioning. And, um, you know, my mom and my stepdad tried to help and my friends tried to help, but that was probably the deepest, darkest I'd been as an adult. Honestly, that's where I was talking about just, you know, just done. And, um, and just for waking up from that, that's when I started the Phoenix factor. And I actually started wow. the Phoenix factor as the Phoenix factor wellness, because if you don't get yourself, well, your well-being, your mindset, all of the things that go with it. And people get away from thinking that it's about eating chicken and broccoli and getting six pack abs. Right you're never actually going to be well. So that's kind of where it all started. Yeah. And I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, 
you were in the wellness space, you know, especially, you know, like the physical wellness and like you said, the chiropractors and all that kind of stuff, you were in the wellness space. And I want people to understand that, that just because you are like physically fit and blah, 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 doesn't mean that you have it all together either. You know, we do have to get our mental space right. You know, I like, you know, I call it the mind flow, right? Like we have to constantly be flowing and growing in order to get to that next level. And, and you're right. You're so right when you said all of us self-sabotage, even if it's not a little bit of something and we do. Right. And I don't know why we have that, you know, thing that we all seem to do. I, I do believe it's limiting beliefs, right? It's the, it's the fact that something comes in to tell you you're not good enough. But the Phoenix factor is amazing because I, I, first of all, I love the name because we all know that you have to rise up through the, you know, through burning in the fire and the ashes to come back out. But what made you think of the Phoenix factor? Like, how did you end up shifting your mind? Were you, um, self-educating? Did you get a coach? Were you just like, this is bullshit. I need to change. Like, what did you do to actually have this happen? You know, I'll be honest with you. I, I can't answer that because I was in such a, a weird place at the time, but I do remember making a post on my Facebook and I, I had the Phoenix factor and I had a couple of other names and, um, you know, I, I, I just was resonating with the Phoenix, you know, of rising up and, you know, some of my friends that were really close to me, especially my a dear friend of mine, we've been friends for over 15 years, Kay Ray, who um, went, really went through everything with me. She, she's kind of been there, you know, with all the, all that stuff happened. Oh yeah. We all um, need one of those. We, ta- yeah, we talked about the, you know, the Phoenix, but um, I just thought about the fact that I needed to accept that failure, that failing at something didn't make me a failure, mm-hmm. that it, that what I needed to do was suck it up and learn from those lessons. And it all, it, w- it was this series of events, like it was um, serendipitous almost, right? So it was like, I was going to start the business. I ran into someone at a networking event that just called me on my shit immediately. Like I was like, whoa. I mean, he was like, I've been following you. I know you. He's like, but you're working at a level seven, not a 10. And Oof. I was like, whoo. <laughs> didn't like to hear that. Super glad that I did. Right. right, right. Then, then I, and then it was a series of networking events. And then I met someone else who was somewhat mentoring me and he turned me on to a couple of books that I read. Um, and in combination, one book that I have read for years and I continue to read because I learned something new is the seven spiritual laws of success from Deepak Chopra, mm. because as you peel layers, each of those laws will apply differently to you. And you can always keep learning from that. Um, But yeah, so I just, I went with the Phoenix factor eventually because I was like, you know what? I'm not going to BS my clients and like feed them all this fluff. I'm going to be honest with them. I'm going to use what I've learned and say, look, I failed because I wasn't willing to ask myself those questions or go Mm -hmm. out and find the answers because I was scared of what that was going to mean. I'm not going to let you do that. So when I work with you, I want you to know you're going to fail. I'm just going to go and tell you right now, you're going to fail, but guess what we're going to do? We're going to ignite your passion. We're going to burn through the limiting beliefs. We're going to burn through the challenges. And then we're going to rise up over and over and over. And that's when you accept that and you don't feel like a failure, it's a lesson learned, right? That's where everything kicked in for me. And it kicks in for my clients. I can tell immediately when they have that, when they get over that little hump. Yeah, that's amazing too. And that's a really great and straightforward way to do business because once you've already set them up for that, 
they know it's coming as opposed to you setting them up, like you said, with all the fluff, then it doesn't happen. And it just looks bad on you, Brandy, right? It doesn't look, you know, they just think you just didn't do your job. But if you're letting them know off the bat, that's so strategic. I do that with my coaching clients. Same thing. Like, you know, like you're going to totally not want to do this. This is going to totally suck, right? But you can get through this. And that's a really great way. So I would like to touch on who your clients are. Like, what kind of clients do you do with your business that you lead to success? So there's, there's two, there's, it's kind of twofold. So we work with um, healthcare professionals, doctors, physical therapists, chiropractors, functional medicine, all of that area to help them uh, build their business online and off and build communities. Mm -hmm. Um, But we also have the telewellness community because of course, after everything that's happened the last couple of Mm -hmm. years and what we've been going through with pandemic, we, we realized that doctors, a burnout, there was a shortage of nurses and people needed a lot of help. And Jen, my business partner and I having that background in fitness and wellness and nutrition, we thought let's become the Angie's list of wellness professionals. Like, so we're going to vet these wellness professionals. We're going to take them through some mock or, you know, situations and make sure they're ready to deal with that. And then we're going to connect them with the doctors that we're working with and say, Hey doc, sell this coaching package to your client. After your diagnosis, tell us what you want. We're going to connect them with the appropriate wellness specialists so that they can continue to be accountable and practice their adherence to whatever the new program is. Um, And then that way in between those visits, because, you know, even though someone may get diagnosed with high blood pressure or diabetes, they may not come back for three to six months or a year. What are they doing in between? And a lot of them, we all know this, they throw their hands up in the air and they're like, "I, I, you know, I give up because there, there's too much information out on the, on mm-hmm. the, you know, the World Wide web. Um, there's a lot of bad coaches, really mm-hmm. bad yeah. coaches. Yeah. Um, they're is. not even coaches. They shouldn't be allowed. It should be illegal because they haven't really gone through the certifications to get that. And then there's some amazing ones out there. Mm-hmm. And so we just wanted, instead of the, uh, you know, clear, just create clarity on what people are looking for, highlight them. So those are our clients. And, um, and then I take a very, very small, small amount of women that I coach to help them with their business. So, um, you know, I, I keep that pretty limited to about five women at a time. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, just the the health and wellness space is huge, right? So I can imagine that that is busy enough, but your social media content is pretty spot freaking on. Like, you know what you're doing, right? So it's not even just like connecting these companies with the health and wellness specialists. Like you have a really strong social media uh, presence as well. Do you do that as well? Do you guys do that yourselves? We do. So that's really awesome. um, what we offer for the doctors. So we basically build their brand. Oh, great. Great. Um, we build their social media strategy on any LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, we will, we will train them or their staff as well. Um, you know, because we tell everyone once again, you need to be standing out in your community. You need to be a leader. You need to serve. And it's really hard for doctors a, because they don't get any of that education in school mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. B they can sometimes be a little stiff and not relatable. Um, So we try to get them, you know, loosened up a little, um, but also explaining how you can use the, the social media opportunity to bring people to you locally. So, um, you know, if you're not offering any type of telehealth or telewellness, like if you're a, if you're a physical therapist, you know, how do you reach people and get them coming in? You need to collaborate with other people in your community. So we do full social media management or we just create it and they post it. We do engagement. Um, 
And then we talk about events and just, once again, we just, it's really about networking and creating your professional ecosystem. Right. If I were going to put it into a simple sentence. Yeah. And that's, you know, and that's really powerful because you're right. They do need that. And especially because the world is changing and everybody's online, right? Uh, Last year proved that. Uh, So also you talked about um, uh, uh, something you created for, did you say for women and girls? You said you created something. Yeah. Tell us about that. So when I started the Phoenix Factor, I was, as I mentioned to you, I was going to a lot of networking events and I was like, you know what? I am so freaking over going to networking events and be like, oh, here's my card. Let's connect. And then it just never <laughs> happens. And you go home with a pile of cards and, right. you know, nothing really comes out of it. And I was like, I want people to leave with value. Like I, I, I don't know. I just want something to be there. And of course my heart went to women because I saw so many women just kind of hiding and being scared to be visible or being scared to own, as I use the term, own your fire. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, I started girls on fire three years ago as well, which was a networking opportunity. But what we did is um, we had the hot seat and I would bring women up in front of everyone. And I was like, tell us about your business. Tell us who you serve and, you know, let them know this is all out of love, but we're doing this so that you can get over this huge hump and go serve the people you want and make that money that you deserve. So, um, you know, there was different, different things. A lot of them were in MLMs or in fitness and they were constantly selling their product and not selling themselves, mm-hmm. you know, so little things like that. And it was a blast. So I decided to kind of mesh the two. So this year I turned 49 in September and I want to do something huge for my 50th birthday next year. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to announce on my 49th. We're pushing girls on fire to a 501c. Um, we're going oh, to, great. we're going to push to raise a hundred thousand a year to help girls and women coming out of abusive situations. My events will be free. You will donate to attend the event. Um, you can attend online or live and we're going to have events up and down the East coast and eventually, you know, all over. Um, and then just help these, like I said, just help these girls and women or other organizations. We may donate, you know, give the money to them as well, but I just want to make sure the money's getting into the hands of these girls, women, and not a corporation that's having to pay salaries. Now, what's the goal though? Helping them with what? So with the girls specifically, if they need to get out of that situation, maybe they're going off to school and they need support for college, um, you know, or maybe they need a place to live and close and get you know, help getting a job. I'm surrounding myself with other women that can coach them on, you know, how to style themselves, how how to go and interview for a job, you know, to land that, doing their resumes, um, learning a skill set. We also, with the Phoenix Factor, if they're single mothers, we, uh, if they're interested, we will train them to work for us to be a social media manager as well for our clients so they can stay at home with their babies and still make money. That's amazing. Wow. So you're like, that's really great because you're giving somebody skills that can't be taken away from them. Exactly. And that's a beautiful thing, right? It's, it's yeah. that, that saying, you know, it's either giving somebody a fish or, or teaching them how to be fishermen, right? Yep. That's fantastic. So this book of yours, when is this coming out? So everybody, you know? I've, I've, announced, <laughs> I've announced that this book was coming out several times. I mean, <laughs> I could literally kick myself in the ass for that, but um, I... I gave myself a time, you know, a deadline this time. And I, I, it's funny, Jen and I were talking about it. So I was like, the book's been done. It it really has, it has 10 chapters. It's been done. I think I was just, I was scared at the time because I put everything in there, put the good and the bad, the ugly of my life. (laughs) And then all of a sudden it just, when, for me, it's like everything opened up for me this last 18 months. And I literally know 
that I'm being selfish because I know it's going to serve other women when they read what I went through and where I am now. I think it's going to serve them. And I was like, you know, it's selfish of me not to put this book out because I'm worried about who's going to read it and what they're going to think. And I, but I had that awakening this year. And so now, as you know, cause you've heard me, I, I don't, I tell people, I don't care what you think that's your right. opinion, you know? Um, so I just, I don't live like that anymore. So I'm ready now. So it's just Good. a matter of, um, I'm, I'm working with a coach who is helping me tweak the book, edit and self-publish, uh, self-publish the book. Yeah. And then I'd like to donate the proceeds of the book, of course, to the charity. Yeah, that's great. And I think I really like commend you for that. And I, I really love that you're self-publishing. I self-published. It was really hard. Best thing I ever did, right? Because you own it. It is yours. Mm-hmm. It is yours, right? And so nobody's telling you, oh, I don't like the way that sounds. Oh, don't do that. Or that, t-. you know, it's good to have a coach, but it's also good to hear Brandy's voice, you know, because that's what people are going to resonate with, you know? And I know what you feel with the, um, you know, who's going to read it. I felt the same way, especially because my mother's still alive and we didn't have the best relationship. So knowing that this book was going to come out, I knew it was going to put a big ripple in our relationship. And it did for a while. Um, but I realized that, you know, me going to a coffee shop once and this lady stopping me and saying, you're Nina Perez. Oh my God, I just read your book and this is what it did for me and blah, blah, blah. That was worth everything, right? Exactly. Because even if you reach that one brandy, that's driving her car right now, who doesn't know what to do, you've done your job. You know what I'm saying? Like, I always think about that. Who is that one lady who was, uh, who is who I used to be, right? And so that's going to be impactful, Brandy. I can't wait for that to come out. I'm definitely picking that up for sure. (laughs) So I also wanted you to mention uh, your clubhouse because it is powerful. Every time I get a chance to go on there, I try to go on there. So can you tell us a little bit about Clubhouse and why you decided to go on that platform? Yeah. So I was so anti-Clubhouse forever. And I was <laughs> me <in> too. <laughs> and I'm an Android user. So it wasn't even available to us, which I could have gotten an iPhone. I just, I was like, oh gosh, not another platform and mm-hmm. why? And I had some clients on there and, um, you know, and then it came out and I just was like, you know, I'm going to do it. I'm going to try it out, you know. And I was like, holy shit, this is like, if there was any platform for me, I'm like clubhouse was totally for me because a, I can be, my kids can be here. I can talk, Mm -hmm. you know, that, Mm -hmm. but, but you get, you get in a room. I mean, you know, with like the other day, it was like, uh, Glenn Lundy was in there. There was a bunch of other powerhouses. Grant Cardone was in there. And even if you aren't ready to raise your hand, even if you're not ready to speak up and, and tell your message, if you just simply tune in, number one, you pick up coaching that could cost you thousands of dollars, thousands and thousands. If you just listen and have a notebook ready for me though, I've always loved to help people clarify and bring the freaking fire when they introduce themselves and not that you've got to be like me and be, you know, straightforward truth bomb and all that. You still have your personality. So (laughs) I started, (laughs) I started my room pitch slapped. Yeah. And, um, so fun. Yeah. That's been a lot of fun. (laughs) And I really just like going in and modding with other people. And, um, I'll be honest with you. I can't think of one time I've ever gone into a room that, I got to create value, which was amazing for me. Mm-hmm. And, but I got so much value out of that. And that comparison thing that women especially do with each yeah. other. Mm-hmm. I, I think there are some clubs in there. It's a little clicky, but for the most part, the women that I've connected with, you know, like you and, and Lolita and um, Molly, um, you know, Dare and like, there's just an, 
it's amazing. And these upcoming opportunities that I have are amazing for mm-hmm. me. And I've only been, I've only been on for six weeks. I know. I was like, <laughs> how the heck this woman <laughs> is killing it. You're killing it. You're killing it. And I love that. I mean, cause that's where I found you. I found you on clubhouse. I, I was listening to you speak and I don't remember what room it was in. I don't think it was breakfast with champions. It was something else. And you were so damn authentic and you were just saying it like it is. And I was like, okay, yep. Follow. Yes. Comment <laughs> like really resonate with you because you're really authentic. You're really real. You seriously are. And that's just who you are. And I love that about you because you're like that. Yes. On social media, but you're also the same exact person on clubhouse. And the thing about clubhouse, right. Is that we don't see your face, but you can hear the tone of voice. You can hear what somebody's actually, if they're BSing you or not. Right. Cause you can kind of feel that energy and you know, absolutely. And so, you know, you're, you just seem to be the same everywhere. So that's why I resonate with that. When I see that per- a person is different here than they are there, then I just unfollow because I can't, I don't have time. You know, just like, I don't have time, I hear you. but, <laughs> but I'm really happy that you decided to come on straight talk because I've been wanting you here for a while. So I'm glad that we have become friends online and that we found each other because this is an amazing, uh, amazing time for us to connect um, and to, you know, really reach out for each other. And, you know, you being on my uh, podcast, which is growing, which is great. Yeah. It just hit like four or 5,000 downloads or something. So I was super That's excited amazing. about that. Yeah. Yes. I was like, yeah, announce it, announce it. <laughs> but the only thing I got ripped about with my coach was like, who are you, Nina? You're not on social. Where, where, who, who are you? And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, there's nothing personal. And you know what it is? I don't have time. Right. So sometimes he wants me to just record a quick video and do something so people can see me. Um, but I use clubhouse for that really you know that's my room is on there I'm connecting my room is growing and I'm like okay I'll be more personable on social media (laughs) (laughs) but Brandy you're amazing yeah it is true you know what it is true because when I see your videos when you go on there and talk about like real stuff when you start breaking things down to us because you do you'll say okay these are your tips for blah 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 and you just break it down I'm like okay you know I just feel like I know you I feel like we've connected and I feel like I know you so it is true it is Mm -hmm. and I know I'm speaking to like the social media queen right now so you know (laughs) you are no really your content is probably the one I look for the most every time I'm on yeah it's true every time I'm on LinkedIn I put on my little you know the little search button and I look for Brandy Holloway and then I go on there and I'm like okay got it yep uh uh-huh, good, good, good. Tips, tips, tips. Yeah, you're the first. We're one of the first people I look for. That's, that's oh, amazing. Real. Well, thank you. Yeah, I real. really appreciate that support because that's what matters for me. I, it's not the likes and the follows, but it's truly connecting everybody and knowing, yeah. like I said, just that you're creating value. And like you said, if you're just helping one person a day, you're making yeah. an impact. You're doing it. Um, and you are because you're impacting me. So if it's the one person a day, you got it. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but Brandy, before I let you go, I would really love it if you tell, um, you know, my audience where they can find you and follow you and all that. Give me all your handles, please. I make this really simple because, um, you know, I have the three different entities, actually four mm-hmm. I have myself as well. So it's really easy. I have a bit.ly link. It's bit.ly backslash creating an inferno. Cause I tell everyone I like okay. to create an inferno success. So uh, creating an inferno. If you look for me, just remember it's Brandy Hala way, not hollow way. Right. And, uh, and the Phoenix factor. So we're, we're everywhere, just about everywhere you look. 
Okay. Well, thank you so much for being here and spending this time with me because this, this means a lot to me. So I appreciate you very well, much. Thank you for the opportunity. Very much. I love it. I love oh, it. Thank awesome. You. And guys, thank you so much for listening or watching however you decided to do this, but don't forget to subscribe to our channel. Make sure that you leave a review. I'll make sure that I have Brandy's information linked in our show notes so you don't miss anything. And so that you can be as impacted as I am every day when she puts out her stuff, because it is awesome. So if you're not doing it already, you're missing out. So get out there. This is Nina Perez. This is Straight Talk. No sugar added. Until next time. Make sure that you visit our website at Straight Talk No Sugar Added, where you can subscribe to our show on iTunes and Stitcher or anywhere you listen to your podcast or on YouTube. So you'll never miss a show. And while you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you simply tell a friend about our show, that would be awesome awesome too. If you like this show, you might want to check out our book as well. It's Hit Me With Your Best Shot, How I Overcame a Hard-Hitting Life. I am Nina Perez, and I am here for you. If you are looking for private coaching, make sure that you email me at hello at straighttalknosugaraddit.com. Until next time. America, we are endowed by our Creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come, find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.